0: This podcast is brought to you by Platform Equinix. Platform Equinix provides government agencies with the global ability to digitally transform by deploying new command and control capabilities through private interconnection to mission partners, network, cloud, and other digital service providers. Learn more about Platform Equinix at www.equinix.com LP government hyphen solutions. Hello from
1: beautiful San Diego. My name is Jordan McDonald, staff writer with uh, GovCIO Media and Research, covering FCOS 2024. Today, I'm joined by Charlie Bach, director of the software factory at the United States Marine Corps. Welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Pleasure to be
1: here. Charlie, let's just get right into it. I know the software factory uh, that the Marine Corps has stood up has been around for about a year and some change, with goals of making it a three-year pilot. About seven months. Seven months. Seven months. Seven months. <laughs> um, how have those seven months been? What What is uh, some of the progress
2: or um, accomplishments that you've had in that time? Yeah, it's um, it's it's been tremendous. Uh, what a learning experience it's been, right? Um, this is a, this is a human capital innovation uh, initiative, and, you know, one of the and this is multifaceted, by the way. The first and foremost, the Marines that are assigned to the Software Factory initiative make it incredibly easy for me to just go out and be their cheerleader. Uh, the and I've I've made no secret of that. The latent talent of the digital natives that we are empowering and upskilling and enabling to go and do this very very in, important and technologically forward work is is amazing it's amazing all you have to do is just kind of get out of the way a little bit and just watch them watch them deliver the magic it's phenomenal Um, this this organization as it currently stands our end strength is seven including myself and in a very very short period of time we have developed four software solutions with a fifth and sixth one on the on-ramp. We have also delivered uh, formal agreements and some very meaningful partnerships with sister services and academic research institutions, as well as some industry partners. Uh, We are working very intimately with our reserve component, where they have um, some pretty prominent uh, tech jobs in in the private sector, And they still wear the uniform. So we're, we're leveraging that talent in, in order to help posture our service to, to, to do this work.
1: You mentioned the latent talent of people in your, in your software factory. Um, I'm wondering how you upskill them while also making sure that you can develop their talent further without punishing them for stepping out into the program
2: for the three years that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're we're learning a tremendous amount uh, by doing this. We're we're leveraging uh, industry best practices. We are we own the pen right now. This is a critical time for the organization because we own the pen in terms of drafting up standards, policies, you know, doctrine and strategy to be able to uh, give that to the institution and saying, hey, these are the lessons that we learned. In, in this pilot that you have authorized, to go, uh, authorized us to go and execute. And, and what we have learned is that we, in order to, because remember, what we're doing is we are establishing this digital operations. And when I say that, I'm talking about software data and AI uh, competencies. We're, we're trying to turn that into a core competency because right now it's not. We're outsourcing it, and we've been outsourcing, um, you know, these, these exquisite skill sets for a very long time. And in order for us to internalize that as a as an internal core competency uh, in terms of capability, we have to we have to establish a career path for these Marines to continue to do the work that they're so passionate about. It, it, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding, right? They, they are working around the clock by choice because this is they find so much meaning in, in this work that they're doing. Uh, so we need to incentivize them to continue to do that because number one, it takes so long it takes a while f- to to grow this talent in in a single person and And two, because it takes so long and you know under under the blender retirement system, these these marines are not necessarily compelled to stay in for the long term unless it is a personally driven decision. So we need to give them the entire ecosystem. And most important component of that ecosystem is a meaningful work aspect. But also, like you said, we need to ensure that the institution is not inadvertently penalizing them for stepping outside of their primary MOS to do this work. We we need to give them a fully developed career path with opportunities to ascend, opportunities to, to promote and advance and and uh, eventually, step into leadership roles where the newer generation comes in behind them and they get to pass that knowledge on to them. You mentioned that the software factory is born out of a desire to internalize
1: um, operations that normally you would outsource to contractors. Is this sort of a replacement for that
2: or something that you see more working in tandem with what already exists? Yeah, it's complementary um, because we want to produce an operational capability. What I mean by that is. We want to give the tactical level commanders at the 05 and 06 levels to be able to have the capability within arm's reach where they, if they need to modernize or streamline any part of their unit or their staff processes or any part of their decision-making cycles, we need to give them the tools to be able to pull that to the left as far as possible. They need to be faster than their opponent. And the, one of the biggest ways of doing that is giving them the Marines with the skill sets to be able to do it in an institutionalized manner. Right now, the way that they go about doing that is they have to write an urgent need statement. It's basically a formalized requirement back to the service, and it takes a, it takes a while, you know, for the minimum viable product to be delivered back to them. When, they, when it does get delivered back to them, most, if not all of them, have moved on. From them, uh, from their commanders, or number two, just by happenstance they have the MacGyver in their formation, and that's not an institutionalized solution. So, when we talk about producing this set of capabilities as a core core competency, and then installing it into like the very forward edge where our actual war fighting takes place, that is a that's a dream, and. In order to do that, we have to use contracted labor, and it's not just contracted labor. I, and I, I, I kind of wince at the term, right, because we're using, they're technically contractors, but they're the very best across industry right now as an accelerant to helping us to turn that into a core competency, almost like a personal trainer, right? And, um, and eventually... There's a manpower mix that is ideal for this solution. It's mostly organic, uniform-wearing, deployable units or deployable Marines complemented with our civilian Marines, so our government civilians, and even some contracted labor to to stay on where we can continually tap into uh, the, the industry market. Let's talk about the dream. I know uh the software factory has only been
1: in operation for about seven months, as you mentioned. Where does the future the you know very best future of this lie in terms of scale in terms of um marines within
2: the software factory um their objectives? We will go through in the very near future we will go through uh, what we call a capabilities based assessment uh it's basically a a service level process where all of those questions that you just outlined are, are prescribed. Uh, we will undergo a heavy uh, level of, a high level of rigor and uh, to determine at what echelon the organization at the tactical edge get installed, how big, um, how the ascensions plan or process works for these Marines. You know at how many of what rank, um, where the senior the senior ranked billets will be in place, and what their what their training and training and education milestones lie, and how we assess to them all of that, uh, we're we're writing it out right now, based off of everything that we've learned uh in the in the previous several months as a draft, and then we will take all of those lessons learned and move it into that that CBA process. It's
1: great. The software factory was, as you mentioned before built out of seeing what the Army was doing with their software factory. And I'm sort of curious, looking at what the Army's doing with theirs, the Air Force is doing with theirs, how do you think the Marine Corps could possibly inspire the next software
2: factory for another service or another agency? Great question. Um, When we discovered the Army software factory at the beginning of their pilot, we just immediately knew that this was a capability that we needed. And we, we just loved the way that, the, the ecosystem was established right we had or they had formal partnerships with industry and academia in a very real way right over the past twenty five years private industry has has made tremendous leaps in terms of you know going through waterfall processes and understand and then moving into agile and then in full DevSecOps processes all of those lessons learned they now take the lead on, and we have to leverage that and they've done a tremendous amount of work to craft this ecosystem all the way down to the facility being located on an academic research institution campus right so we said hey this is a this is a capability that we that we want but we don't want to we don't want it to result in another case of duplicative spending we're all american taxpayers we got to be responsible so why don't we just move in with them and leverage the the tremendous amount of work and and resources that they've already put into this effort and we're hoping that you know maybe this is a model that can serve as a blueprint to be more economical with the very, very limited resources that we have across the landscape. And when we do that, we can, we can coexist under the same roof and expand our abilities to cross pollinate ideas and best practices and even some of the, the work that we've already delivered. Absolutely. Well, Lieutenant Colonel, um,
1: I, for one, am very excited to see how the development of the software factory goes over the next to years and some change, um, and see how this can serve as a model for other software factories within the service. Um, just wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Otherwise, are there any other questions that we didn't touch that you think are really important to talk about?
2: Yeah. I just wanted to reemphasize the importance of the investment in, in our people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and your, your questions did a great job of, of outlining that. I just... Time and time again, we are hearing that top priorities of senior leaders across organizations, we got to invest in our people. And we we have to put our money where our mouth is. We really do. Um, Because we're, and and it's no secret, we're hemorrhaging talent out of the services. We're having difficulty retaining to a limited degree, right? But... What, what I see from, from my position is that the talent from this generation of digital natives is looking for opportunities like this to support their Marine Corps or their armed service. And, you know, like, like we discussed before with the 2019 Defense Innovation Board study that basically tells us very, very clearly that we have to have career paths for these service members. That was five years ago. Five years ago. And still to this date, as you and I sit here, mid February of twenty twenty four, the career fields still do not exist. So we have to we have to move. We have to move fast because the labor market is not slowing down. The 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 threat landscape of the future of our future conflict is is coming at us rapidly. We we have to figure this out. Absolutely. Thanks again, Lieutenant Colonel, for
1: joining us on the show uh, and look forward to having you back next time. Thank you so much for having me.
0: GovCast, along with HealthCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. To explore our content, visit our website, govciomedia.com. Keep an eye out for new episodes every Tuesday. And if you like what you heard, leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Have a topic you want us to discuss? Contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.